Welcome to the Gals Guide to the Galaxy podcast, where a group of gals gather for you one cool thing around our topic of the month. Is it ancient history? Is it breaking news? Is it safe for work? Well, that's up to each gal. All we know is that... Fasten your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy night. Welcome back. I'm Bonnie, and it's Women's History Month at Gals Guide. I'm joined by Katie, Josh, and Leah talking about our one cool thing. I already talked about suffrage goodies, but before we dive back in, let's get to know something random about our gal pals. I want to know who is a woman of history that you've been meaning to learn more about. Ooh. I always feel like I do the stupid ooh, so then I have to go first. Oh. Yeah do this every time uh i actually have been meaning to learn more about wallace simpson uh wallace simpson i hadn't i didn't know this until oh gosh probably like a couple of months ago or whatever but she is an american woman uh who was married a couple of times and then she just happened to fall in love with a guy who was in line for the british throne uh, he didn't think he was actually going to be up for it, but after a series of random deaths, <laughs> suddenly he was up for the throne and they're like, yeah, no, that's cool, but we don't like Wallace Simpson. We don't like your American cohort. So she has to go. And he was stuck to choose between her and the throne. It was this like whole big thing. And he abignated. He gave up the, is it abdicated? Abdicated. Abdicated. This is why I just say he gave up the throne. Okay. So he gave it up. So he said, nah, I'm cool, yo. Like, actually, I don't think he actually said those words, but he did that. And I always felt like it was for her. So I'm like, I need to know about her. And there's a book that's called That Woman. And I feel like that's an accurate title. (laughs) So it's like That Woman. So I want to know more about her because that's, that's a lot. That's a lot of complexity to even just to deal with. So, uh, so she's fascinating. So that's mine. Aha. There's some similarities between her and Coco. Some Nazi stuff. Oh, oh, is there more of that? Oh, it's gotta always be the Nazi stuff. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> it's crazy. He not only gave up the throne, he wasn't allowed back into the country without the. Uh, queen at that point Elizabeth's oh, like her permission expressed permission wow because he came back like once and was like I'm gonna kind of volunteer he was shunned like old school shunning yes. oh my goodness it's crazy <laughs> right okay so I gotta know how awesome she was then <laughs> yes. for that or how terrible his family was let's just also go with that I mean that sounds fair right <laughs> at least that was a start to maybe less inbreeding Maybe, mm. but didn't work out. Maybe he was trying. He was the only one that was trying not yeah. to keep the keep it in the family, if you will. Exactly. <laughs> Are there like some weird conspiracy like theories about there's like a certain disease that the royal family has? Yeah, but at one point it's just gone. Interesting. Well, I mean, it's... I forget what it was. It's the one where your blood doesn't clot. <laughs> Hemophilia. Yes. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's one of those glorious inbreeding diseases, isn't it? Yeah, it is. <laughs> thought that was just a russian thing <laughs> they might also have a serious I mean, inbreeding yeah, problem right, too yeah. though the, whole, <laughs> the czars there is well, a, i mean not hemophilia but there right. is a youtube <laughs> channel there's a youtube channel <laughs> called useful charts oh, the useful chart show love that channel <laughs> and i've been obsessed lately and they have these family trees of oh, no. of royalty and so it 
like there's a European one, but then they also have uh, ones for like Asia and stuff like that. But the different the rulers and one, stuff. Yeah. The European one, it is so amazing how inbred uh-huh. and how interconnected all this stuff is. And it's like, you look at like the Russian one starts out and they're fairly independent of the European one, but then they get sucked into it too. And, but it's even when you look at some of like the, the rulers of Asia too, some of that, even of China and India and the Mongols kind of there start to intertwine with each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is with royalty and inbreeding. Oh, I know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> it's frightening. But yes, it is dangerous. Oh, goodness. Katie, who would be yours? Who would you want to learn more about? Well, I'm going to play it safe Do and it. go pre-Nazis. Okay. That is that is pretty safe, <laughs> yeah, actually. Yeah. yeah, no, that's good. Can't have that popping up. <laughs> Not on your watch. <laughs> and I'm going to go with Eleanor Roosevelt. Good one. But I do feel like there was some cousin Marion going on there. Oh, uh, there was. Am I recalling yeah. wrong? No, no, no. There was, uh, there, they were third cousin. I mean, I don't right. know the number exactly, but they were, they were technically related yeah. in the well, distance. It was <laughs> a long time ago. You're right. Exactly. Things were different. Exactly. <laughs> but, but was it though? Because now we're wondering <laughs> if it was. Like, is it only recently that we don't marry our cousins anymore? I like, don't know maybe. When they but it's one of my favorite time periods, um, and I would just like to know more. She seemed like a very strong figure, and I don't know a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, if I remember it, I think she either kept diaries or wrote a lot of stuff down. Um, so she is one of the few where you can hear her words. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, um, you could hear what other people thought of her and wrote about her, but then you can also get it from her perspective, too. Um, but, yeah, no, she would be absolutely fascinating because she did a whole bunch after uh being first lady too and i mostly just know like un stuff like she's credited with like starting the un or writing the statement for the un or there's something with the un (laughs) and i'll uh, give you your first tidbit um she was dead center in the middle of the nazis (laughs) because she was first lady from 33 to 45 oh oh Oh, bad, she, but you are be I was Nazis. thinking she was the president before, but oh, oh yeah, that's yeah, right. December seventh. Yeah, off. Oh, my there bad. That's go. okay. But she was anti-Nazi. One would yeah. assume. I mean, would she, was she was on the Allied side. <laughs> patriotic. <laughs> Uh, right. No, but I think I just added a book to the the library wish list. I think there's like a thing with her and a little friend she had. Oh. It was like, yeah, maybe they were more than friends. Interesting. I like that. Dun dun dun. dun, 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 dun the plot I know the complexity. Know. It's like back in the day, and maybe also just like back in the day when girls wrote each other they yeah. did like write how how much they loved them and it's like yes. it didn't necessarily mean it was like a sisterly yeah, yeah exactly the pouring mm. their heart out advice you know what i mean i love you so much thank you thank you not in a you know you're my everything sorry it took me way too long to, to understand you said wrote each other <laughs> yeah i heard a strong d in that <laughs> And I was like, wow, where are we going with this? And well, so. we don't know. Was that in the letter? <laughs> no. That was not in the letter. <laughs> Josh, what is your, uh, who you want to learn more about? Uh, is Isabella Allende. Ooh. She is an author. She's from Chile. Her brother was president of Chile for a while until the 
military under General Augusto Pinochet <laughs> took over and made him disappear. Disappear. Like so many people did during that time. <sighs> and it's something that I, I first learned about her brother um, and that whole period through, unfortunately, through things like Sting and his You song. do love the Sting. Yeah, I do. And he had a song, They Dance Alone, which was all about the disappeared and the mothers that would dance in the Capitol Square mm -hmm. with pictures of their missing relatives and stuff. And then it wasn't until much, much later that I learned about her. And I, I want to say she won a Nobel Prize for literature, but I could be way wrong. Oh, okay. And that could be something. And it I could, could be a Pulitzer about. and it could be yeah, yeah, something. She's won a lot of awards, I know. And she's okay. very good author so be nice to learn stuff about her and read some of her books yeah i dig it bonnie you posed the question what is your answer i need her to elaborate <laughs> bonnie's like but first i write this down <laughs> <laughs> um i want to know specifically about um edith wilson oh was, um i think right before roosevelt she uh married the president while he was in office but she was there at the same time the Silent Sentinels are doing their thing. Right. Um, her husband gets sick, and she's, like, kind of technically the, the first female president. For, like, several months, he's, like, holed up in bed and pretty much can just sign his name. Mm -hmm. And she's just running it. She's telling everyone else, like, oh, yeah, I'll bring this to him. I'll have him look at No, she's just like, here, <laughs> sign this. Like, it's good. Just sign it. Nice. So I really want to know, like, her thoughts on like the suffrage movement yeah right like i don't think i've really seen much yet there might have been something where she was just kind of like oh they're just annoying right because they're but, outside their front door basically yeah um but i, I would think that she would be for him especially since she's like running the show mm -hmm. doing her own thing like women can't vote but i'm running the country <laughs> exactly <laughs> so i really want to find out like there's got to be something either from during that time yeah. where she said something about it or like afterwards in like memoirs. Yeah. Well, I know drunk history did like, you know, their three minutes on her and it was hilarious because they, you know, basically had him comatose in bed and then she's like lifting up his arm, making him <laughs> sign something and stuff like that. And I'm like, this is perfect for drunk history, drunk history <laughs> but it wasn't a whole bunch of information. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, <laughs> no, she would be fascinating. And I didn't know. Um, that there that Woodrow Wilson had two first ladies, two wives during yeah. his term of the presidency. So I'm like, well, that's new to me. <laughs> he remarried. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, I can that, see that. Josh's face. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Oh, sorry. No, I knew no, no, not no. two right. at the same time. <laughs> no, I just yeah. no, that was just new to me. I was oh, like, there oh, was okay. a very limited one year between the two of them. So apparently, efficiency was very much a name of the game. But you usually <laughs> don't meter, hear about marrier you know, changes in marital status very much during presidency. Right. It's very much kind of a thing. That Shouldn't I they think, be busy? Yeah. But like even you think if he of, was sick, I can see also strategery. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going to need to get somebody in here because maybe my VP is also not that great. Sorry. I don't know who the VP was at the time. <laughs> some dude. Somebody into yeah, some eugenics, dude. probably. Unfortunately. Like it was pre-Nazis, though. Uh, are we sure not really i'm not even sure anymore not, it was a little bit slightly I mean, like eugenics slightly. is like on the way to nazis oh we traded it's eugenics like, for nazis no it's like <laughs> it's like once you get started with the eugenics you go straight into nazis pretty much like, yes do not pass go do not collect 200 dollars <laughs> 
next podcast. <laughs> right? Just pick up your armband at the door and come on. Ugh. Scary. Oh, my oh, goodness man. gracious. Okay, so everybody answered their, yes, their random gal pal thing. Dear goodness. Josh, you were going to share your one cool thing, weren't you, gal pal Josh? My one cool thing <laughs> is a one cool person. <gasps> nice. So my uh, one cool thing this week is a woman. Um, her name is Lisa Meitner, and I may be slaughtering that name. She was an Austrian-born uh, woman from Vienna. Uh, her family was upper-middle-class Jewish family. Her father was a lawyer, one of the few Jewish lawyers in Austria at that time. Yeah. Um, she was interested in math and science uh, from a very early age. She started doing science experiments on her own and keeping notes and stuff starting at the age of eight. She early, Her earliest stuff was on oil slicks and uh, refraction or reflection of light and things like that. Um, in Austria at the time, it seems like it was prohibited for women to get like higher education. Yeah. As far as like secondary school and stuff like that. So she was privately uh, taught at home. Um, but she was eventually able to get a, a doctoral degree in physics at the University of Vienna in 1905. She was only the second woman to get uh, a doctoral degree uh, from the university. Oh, nice. Um, she went and moved to Germany to continue to start working in, uh, in physics. And she went up there and started attending uh, lectures from Max Planck. And Max Planck was notorious for turning away women mm-hmm. and not allowing them to attend his lectures. But he allowed her to. Oh. And she would eventually go on to become his assistant. And what exactly it was, her tenacity or her brains or what that allowed Max Planck there that allowed her to be a assistant max like i don't know yeah why he changed but, his mind yeah but he did and so she became his assistant and then um she would eventually go to work at the friedrich wilhelm and friedrich wilhelm university with otto hahn and those two would work together for many years um together and that's kind of the the interesting part of the story is is their dynamic together um when they first started working, they started discovering new isotopes, worked on beta radiation and whatever radioactive recoil is. Yeah, I don't know what it is either, yeah, but it sounds really one. cool. So <laughs> in 1912, um, Hahn and Meitner moved to the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute. And for the first uh, period that she was there, for the first year, she had to work unpaid. Oh. And luckily, her father and her family were very supportive and helped uh, support her through a lot of the times where she was getting little or no pay. But after a year there, she was allowed to be, to take on a permanent position. Um, during World War One, she was a nurse operating x-ray equipment where she unfortunately got to see a lot of the bad things of war and mm-hmm. didn't like it. Um, in 1917, she received the Leibniz Medal for her work with Han on the element Protactium or protactinium, oh. which I've never heard of that element before. I but they I use it somewhere. all the time. Do you really? <laughs> Sweet. <laughs> um, she also got her own physics section at the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute at that time, where Yay. she would continue working. In 1926, she became the first woman to become a physics, prof- uh, full physics professor at the University of Berlin. 
1935, Hernando Han began the transuranium research program, which would eventually lead to the discovery of nuclear fission in 1938. Right. You need the uranium. So we're talking about the 1930s. Yeah. So bring it. Bring it. I'm waiting. The Nazis. The Nazis. There they are. Can't step 10 feet without running into them. (sighs) So, you know. At the beginning of the war in 19, or at the beginning of Hitler's reign in 1933, when he took over, she was kind of somewhat protected because she was an Austrian citizen, not a German citizen. Okay. So, and since she was Jewish, there, you know, there was a lot of complications for her. And dangers. Yeah. And dangers. And, but being Austrian kind of kept her safe somewhat. But in 1938, Germany annexed Austria in the Anschluss. And so she fled Germany through the Netherlands and luckily was able to get over the border into the Netherlands with help from other Dutch physicists. Oh, okay. And she was able to escape over the border and she would eventually settle in Sweden. Well, the interesting thing is in 1935, her and Otto Hahn had started the transuranium research. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of those experiments were continuing in her absence. And so in 1938, they had gotten the test results back, and Otto Hahn didn't quite, it was kind of muddied what exactly was going on, but it seemed like he didn't quite understand everything that went on there. Mm -hmm. And so he met her in Copenhagen, and she ran the math and figured out that what what had happened was nuclear fission. So uh. it was kind of hers, the one that put it all the pieces of that puzzle together. Right, right. And was able to tell him exactly what had happened. And so he would go on to win the Nobel Prize mm. in chemistry mm. for what he had done. Mm-hmm. And she got <laughs> no credit along with their other partner, another Otto, Otto Frisch, um, they got no credit for it. Only Otto Hahn got the credit for it. Uh, and from, I guess, eventually later, the meeting notes from the uh, Nobel Committee for that particular prize year, their notes were unsealed. And people kind of combed through those to figure out what was going on. Why didn't she get included? Right. Because actually Otto Hahn had submitted her name multiple times yeah. for Nobel Prizes. Oh, so he wasn't, so he wasn't the Watson and Crick in this scenario. Right. Okay. Uh, he didn't try to exclude her. Oh. And actually, when she escaped to the Netherlands, he gave her his mother's diamond ring to try to bribe the border guards. Oh. She ended up not needing it. And she, but and it was like a just in case. If yes. you need this. Yes, if you need this, a, use it yeah. to keep yourself safe. Oh, wow. And it, it actually went to her nephew's wife, ended up wearing it. Mm-hmm. So, um, but, um, so he tried to get her credit for it. And when they looked through the, the notes and stuff of why he was the only one included on that Nobel Prize for chemistry, it looked like the people that were doing the, the, the voting or judging or whatever it is, they thought that since she was a physicist and this was a chemistry prize, she shouldn't be included. They were chemists. And so they kind of wanted to be like, you're not a chemist. You can't be included on this. And then there was some other 
things that kind of went into it. Some weird science politics stuff. Sure. Like so, you do. The science politics. You yeah. know. <laughs> so she got excluded <laughs> from from that. But people in the science world know what she did. Yeah, yeah. And that's how she went on to become known as the mother of the atomic bomb. Which she hated the atomic bomb. By the Usually, way. people who invent it hate it. Yeah, <laughs> she didn't yeah. like the fact that the science that she helped to create was used for what it was used for. Yeah. Another problem she had was kind of with Otto Hahn and some of the other people that she worked with that stayed in Germany through the time of the Nazis. Yeah. She had a problem with herself for staying those extra five years from 33 to 38. Mm -hmm. But the people that stayed on even longer, she felt that they tacitly kind of disapproved of what the Nazis were doing. So they might Mm -hmm. put out there, you know, or they might say something like, Oh, what they're doing is terrible, but they, yet they stayed there. They helped the Nazis in their science programs. They were kind of tisk tisking the problem because they they had a cushy job. Yeah, exactly. But they weren't, leaving like some of the other other scientists did and so she would kind of i think maybe held it against Otto Hahn for staying around and not leaving like a lot of other scientists did um but she won books worth of awards oh hey um in 1946 she was uh woman of the year she got woman of the year from the national press club Ooh. um 1949 she won the max planck medal from our from the German Physics Society. That's ironic. It's the Max Planck Medal. Yes. <laughs> Here's even more irony. She won. She won the first Otto Hahn Prize oh from the what? German Chemical Society. So she won all of these prizes named after the dudes that yeah. she worked with that needed her to uck. Mm. Yeah. The Max Planck Prize <laughs> she did win with Otto Hahn. Okay. But it's sure. still I- ironic. Sweet. All right. She won the Enrico Fermi Award. Uh, she got the Enrico Fermi Award from President Lyndon Johnson. Okay. Um, with Otto Hahn and another physicist. So um, there's also, uh, there's statues of her in Germany. Hmm. There's craters on the moon named after her. There is an element named after her. She's the only woman to have an element named after her solely that's yeah. not that is a non-mythological woman that is right because didn't Marie Curie name it after Poland Curium, no Curium oh Curium yeah is named after her and her husband oh okay all it's right not okay. named after just Marie Curie right so she's the only well I was even going Curie the the element she recognized she named yes, them, yeah, not she after named herself them, not yeah except yeah. for Curium was named after the both of them okay all right and fair. so she's the only woman to have one named after solely herself that's not mythological oh cute so and there's tons of other awards all over the place that she's won so she's she's very interesting um especially kind of around that nazi period of she kind of helped invent the bomb which kind of in some eyes helped stop the war and so and yeah and she didn't like the fact that a lot of the scientists went to Los Alamos. She was offered a position at Los Alamos and she said a new thank you. Ah. So interesting. Yeah. Bonnie, you wanted to know more about her too, didn't you? I do. She's she was on my list of women to research to do art about. I gotta figure out how I can like visually have 
nuclear fission right yeah display yeah there, and there's a lot more You'll that she's it. done too so there's still there's way more to research than just the little bit that i have there's she's actually uh really fascinating yeah i think there's some kind of quote from albert einstein about her or there's yes. another lady that i get her mixed up with it's like a math lady one of those two ladies that Albert's like, this lady's awesome. Yes, there is a quote. <laughs> Which is very weird for him to say about another lady because that's rare. <laughs> there is definitely a good quote he about did, her didn't from Albert like Einstein. He was a fan. <laughs> and I wish I could remember what it was because exactly. I saw it earlier and then I can't remember what it was. Well, while you're looking for that, Katie, have you ever heard of her before? No, I've never heard of her before. See, I've only like briefly heard of her name and I'd be like hard pressed to tell you what I would know her name from. <laughs> so I'm like going, so who again? Like a sports gal or something? Or... Did she play tennis? <laughs> right, exactly. It's like, wait, what? What's that? that is, she's in Amazing. Um, the Headstrong, the 52 Women in Science. Oh, nice. And she's one of the ones like, I, there's a pattern in that book of, uh, female scientists in Germany, especially Jewish women, that just flee Germany. Right. Like, all in that time, I'm like, Germany? If you hadn't, you know, messed up, mm-hmm. you would have been like, the super crazy science land. Right. You were chastising and trying to kill your smartest people <laughs> in science. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> they had very forward-thinking colleges, mm-hmm. and so you were getting some highly educated, genius gals in the region that then had to flee it. Yeah. Interesting. <laughs> Did you find the Albert Einstein quote? Oh, nope. Albert Einstein. We'll try to find it. We can put it in the show notes. Yeah. <laughs> That's really good. I think he wrote, like, I think it was in a letter to someone else, and he was just... Like, giving her a referral, like, yeah, this lady is super awesome. Oh, nice. Because she was super awesome. Right. Exactly. Well, that wraps it up for us this week. Join us next week as our next gal pal shares her one cool thing as Women's History Month continues on Gal's Guide to the Galaxy podcast. For show notes, links, and images from this week's show, visit galsguide.org. Want exclusive stuff like deleted bits and major bloopers? Become a Gals Guide patron today. Thanks for listening.